What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of No BS Finance. Today, we are getting back on the investment train by talking about bonds and also clarifying some comments from the SVB episode as to why SVB kind of fucked themselves a little bit and what kind of led to their collapse, and it was mainly due to these bonds. So stick with us if you want to learn more about that. As always, we got to go through the housekeeping stuff. So this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not meant as investment advice. My email, my Instagram, they're in the show notes. So if you want to ask any questions, you have any real life scenarios you want me to cover on the podcast, I'm happy to do so. Just reach out. If you're interested in a one-on-one personal finance consult, shoot me an email. I'm happy to help out in any way possible. Other than that, let's kick off this episode on bonds. So as I just mentioned, today we're going to be talking about bonds. We'll talk about what they are, how they work, and how they could work for you and your portfolio. So let's just jump right in here. So this is going to be a longer section here, and I'm going to try and do it without any cuts, and we're going to try our best, but if I get sidetracked at some point, then that's the way she goes. So let's jump in. What are they and how do they work? Bonds represent debt of the issuer. So for example, Suncor, I don't know why I always use Suncor, but I feel like they're just like a Canadian company that kind of comes to mind and oil. I don't know why I got on the track of oil, but anyway, Suncor, good Canadian company, all that stuff. So Suncor may need to raise money. And as we've previously learned, they can do this by issuing more shares, but that can dilute ownership percentages. It can also lower the share price at certain times. So it may not be as attractive. It can also skew some ratios, some financial ratios, which we're not going to get into, but um, generally they might offer this or the other main way companies raise money is by issuing debt slash bonds. So Suncor may need to raise $100 million and they can do this by issuing $100 million of bonds. So you hear $100 million and this bond will be broken up into smaller units, maybe like $100 or $1,000 chunks. So that makes it more accessible for people to actually purchase them. Because like, why would you just have a $100 million bond and then have like only one person be able to buy it? That makes no sense. So they break it up into smaller chunks to make it so lots of people can buy them. So like GICs, bonds will pay out interest at regular intervals and will also pay the entire principal back at the end. Um, bonds will also get priority over stockholders if the company goes bankrupt, which I think we've already mentioned on a previous podcast. Um, bonds are also locked into time periods similar to GICs, but they're usually longer term than GICs. Like I think bonds, bonds are usually 10 years plus, whereas GICs are usually, I think as we mentioned, like kind of in that three to seven year range, bonds are usually longer term than that. And going along with that corporate bonds. So there are There are all types of bonds, but the main ones are corporate bonds and government bonds. So corporate bonds are generally seen as more risky than government bonds and therefore will have higher interest rates associated with them. Um, And just for your information, the interest rate can also be called a coupon rate. Um, And why are corporate bonds seen as more risky? Because they governments will rarely default or will rarely be unable to pay the interest and the principal back. Whereas corporations like as we've seen with SVB can fuck up, like they can make major fuck ups and then they won't be able to pay. 
so they can go bankrupt. And then you're like, fuck, I'm not even going to get my interest or my principal back. So because they're more risky, um, the interest rates are generally higher on them. So one other main element of the bond is how it is priced. And you might be thinking, what the fuck, Nick? I thought you just said I buy it in chunks of a hundred or a thousand dollars and then I call it a day. And yes, that's technically true. So 100 or $1,000 chunks would be called par, like, I don't know, like golf, like it's just the average, the average of what you should be getting. And par is not the average of what I get on the golf course, but that's another story. Um, so yes, like technically 100 or $1,000 chunks is true and that should be what you pay. But when bonds hit the open market, the price can go up or down, but it's nothing drastic like stocks. Like stocks will go up or down like a big percentage, whereas bonds is pretty small. Um, so if it goes down, say say they're $100 chunks and it goes down to like 98 bucks. So if it goes down, you are buying it at a discount and will generally get a higher interest rate. If it goes up, say the $100 chunk is now worth $102. You are buying it at a premium and will generally get a lower interest rate. So hopefully that makes sense. The final technical thing to know is that interest rates and bond prices are inversely related. So when interest rates go up, generally bond prices will go down. And when interest rates go down, bond prices will go up. So if that makes zero fucking sense to you, which for the longest time it made zero sense to me, um, I like to think about it on kind of like a really high level. Um, and that helped me at least. So say you had a bond on the market, interest rates are low. It's 2019. We're all thriving and yeah, life is good. We're pre COVID. Everything's great. So interest rates are low. So your bond has a 1.5% interest rate on it. Pretty good. Pretty good for the time. Not bad. Now in two years. So now it's, let's just say it's 2022. It is now 2022 interest rates have gone up and current bonds have an interest rate of 3.5%. So your bond that you released as a corporation or whatever you are had a 1.5% interest rate. Now bonds are hitting the market with a 3.5% interest rate. So which bond would you buy? Would you buy the one with the higher interest rate or the lower interest rate? You'd buy the one with the higher interest rate. Like why would you go for one that has 1.5% when you could get 3.5%? Makes no sense. So because of this, that means your bond or that means your bond is going to go down in value because people are now buying these current bonds and they don't want your bond. So they're selling it. Now that doesn't really have a huge impact to yourself. Like you still are just paying the interest and you still are going to pay the principal at the end. So it's not a big deal, but for retail investors like SVB or something who bought a bunch of bonds in 2019 and now interest rates have gone up and now all these prices have gone way down. They have all these losses that can really add up to a big, like when you have a lot of money invested in bonds and the prices go down, it's, it's a big deal at the end of the day. So hopefully that made sense. And hopefully that inverse relationship kind of makes a little bit more sense now. So I want to put this all together in an example. So we're back with Suncor. Same example as before. Suncor has decided to issue $100 million of bonds. When the bonds hit the open market, they are priced at a discount. 
So every $100 bond, now let's say, is priced at $98. And the interest rate is 2.5%. Further, the life of the bond is 15 years with interest paid quarterly. So quarterly means you're going to get paid out four times a year. So interest rate is 2.5%. And the life of the bond is 15 years. So you decide to dip your toe into the water and buy five $100 chunks. So you have a total investment of $490 because the bonds are priced at $98 a chunk and you're buying five of them. So $490. So every quarter you're getting paid out 12 bucks, 490 times 2.5%. Let's go. Making for a payout of 48 bucks a year. Not bad. Extra 48 bucks in your pocket. So for 15 years, be around 720 bucks. So not bad. And then at the end of the 15 years, they pay you out 500 bucks which is the total par value of your investment. So, I mean, at the end of the day, pretty good. They pay you a 500 bucks. You make about 720 bucks. It's not bad. Not bad at all. After 15 years, it's decent. So that's kind of putting it all together. So hopefully we now have a pretty good understanding of what bonds are and how they work. So now the main part, how can they work for you? So they're similar to GICs, but with a longer time horizon. Bonds are often a great way to diversify your portfolio and are also pretty conservative and risk adverse. Um, generally, bonds aren't very volatile. Like, as I mentioned, when I was like, oh, like bond prices went up or down, usually it's not very much because interest rates usually don't change a lot. Like, obviously, we're in a time where interest rates are changing quite a bit, but generally, the prices don't change drastically. Um, and they still, so they aren't very volatile and they still pay out a decent amount. Um, as I mentioned, they're great for longer time horizons. Um, and if you don't feel like seeing your investments go up and down like 30% year over year. Um, further, they can be a nice way to get some extra cash in your portfolio through the interest payments. So similar to when we talked about dividends, like the interest payments will go straight into your account and you can either choose to pull it out or you can choose to reinvest it in something. Um, but yeah, it's a nice way to kind of grab some extra cash through that way. So if you're saving money for retirement, I think that adding bonds to make up kind of like 10% of your portfolio is a good way to do it. Um, basically every financial planner will, will throw in some kind of what they call fixed income, which is like a GIC, a bond, something like that, um, into a portfolio because it is very steady and stuff like that. Like you'll, you'll generally see even in like an aggressive portfolio, something like an 80-20 split between like stocks and bonds or stocks and fixed income, um, the more risk adverse you can go, you can kind of go like, um, I don't know, you go like 50-50 if you want, you go like 70-30 for fixed income to stocks. But I think that if you're saving money for retirement, you have a long time horizon, I think that like 10% of fixed income is probably a pretty good way to go, to be honest, um, just so you have some money locked up and secure. On the other hand, I want to make it clear that government bonds are more safe and corporate bonds can default. Um, if a company starts to do poorly, they can start to default on payments. Um, yes, you will get priority if the company goes bankrupt. So if they start to sell out their assets, you're going to be up there um, as one of the priority um, takers of the cash that kind of gets paid out because you are technically a debt holder. Like bond is like bonds are debt. So you're going to get priority there. Um, but it also should be noted that you might 
not get your entire principal back. And that might just be that. Um, that's why corporate bonds generally have higher, higher interest rates associated because they are more risky. So just generally keep that in mind. Two more things I want to cover. Bonds can't be bought through online trading platforms. So you have to go through a broker or advisor to do it. Um, it's, it's pretty straightforward. It's, it's kind of like the same as like the, um, stuff I was talking about before, like with mutual funds, with all that stuff, like financial planners know what's up. So you can just be like, Hey, like, um, I'm pretty risk averse, or maybe you're just like, Hey, like I'm aggressive and I want an 80, 20 split between stocks and fixed income. Can you help me put together a portfolio with this amount of money that I have to invest? Um, they're super good about that. That's their job, their money at it. So, um, you can ask them for that. So the last thing I want to cover is I want to make clear is how Silicon Valley bank kind of got fucked. So I've briefly mentioned it, but I just want to make sure that we're all clear on this and how bonds played their part. Um, so interest rates and bonds inversely correlated. So they had a bunch of bonds in their portfolio, um, when interest rates were low. So interest rates then went up, meaning that these bonds went down in price and were now worth a lot less. And then at the same time, people wanted cash. So now they had to sell all these bonds at a massive discount just to cover the obligations of customers coming to them. And essentially, because of all these losses, they didn't have enough cash for everyone. Now they made that press release being like, hey, we're short on cash. And people went nuts. They're like, hey, I want my cash out right now. I think the I think the rate that I said was $500,000 per second. People were trying to pull out. It might've been closer to a million, to be honest. So good old fashioned bank run. And 48 hours later, SVB was out of business. So that's going to wrap up today's episode on bonds. Um, some key takeaways. Bonds can be a great long-term investment. They're relatively safe and also will give you some extra cash, kind of like dividends. Um, but you need to keep in mind that although they are safe, there is always a risk of the bond defaulting or the company defaulting and not being able to pay it out. So with that being said, I really hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. You learned something new, learned about a new type of investment that maybe you weren't that clear on or maybe that you've never heard of and you're like, fuck yeah, I'm going to get into bonds now. So hopefully you learned something new about it. Hopefully it was thrilling and yeah. Um, so to follow up, if you have any questions, um, please shoot me an email, shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, they're both in the show notes, so please do. I'm happy to answer. If you want something more personalized and custom suited to you and your situation, shoot me an email. We can suit, we can suit, we can set something up, um, that kind of meets your needs and your financial goals. So thanks again, everyone. I hope you have a great day and we will see you next week.